Good afternoon. Hi. I think we're going to have some fun. <laughs> we're going to have some fun, Martha. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to look at a passage in Luke chapter 5. If you've got a Bible you want, want to have um, a look at it, um, or the words are going to come up on the screen. Luke chapter 5. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Ben and I want to talk to you together this morning about the astonishing vision Jesus has for your life. We have good news for you. You are greatly, deeply, unendingly, and unconditionally loved. And you have been created for a purpose. And today, we believe God wants you to see that just like the astonishing catch of fish in verse 9, you plus Jesus can lead to something astonishing. I grew up, as Nikki said, at HTB. I was the naughtiest child at HTB Kids. I went for secret ciggies behind the vicarage as a teenager. <laughs> as a student, I would stroll in halfway through the worship, chat amongst my friends, and then see who was speaking and be like, nah, let's go to Costa. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit up in the balcony up there, going for it in my 20s, worshipping the Lord, but secretly with one eye open on the drummer that was in the drum cage. <laughs> I married the drummer and, <laughs> and thought we would have a wild... <laughs> and I thought we would have a wild life touring the nations uh, just as rock stars. Well, as, with me as the sort of groupie. Um, <laughs> And I remember the day that Ben told me that he thought that God was calling him to get ordained. And I wouldn't say my reaction was hugely supportive <laughs> as I reevaluated my life in those immediate seconds and realized that the world touring rock star life was not going to be mine. But being part of this church growing up, I have seen with my own eyes God do something astonishing. And if you would consider HTB your church, I want to remind you today that you are part of something quite remarkable. I've seen over the years since I was a child, God grow this church from two services with a couple of hundred people uh, and a robed choir on a Sunday 
to 11 services over five sites with thousands of people attending every Sunday, worshiping God, encountering Jesus. I've seen with my own eyes a course start with a handful of people over in the building across the car park. And that course become the Alpha course that has transformed millions of people's lives across the world. I've watched and heard stories of God changing the lives of violent offenders who have encountered Jesus and, and been welcomed into the church through the Caring for Ex-Offenders program. I've seen 85 church plants sent out around the nation and the city, and those church plants grow and cities being transformed. I've seen homeless people housed, the addicted set free, the grieving people comforted, and the least, the last, and the lost find hope. I have watched as God has used ordinary people, ordinary men and ordinary women, just like you and just like me, to change lives, communities, cities, and even nations. And we believe that there is so much more to come. He has not finished yet. And God is calling you today to be involved in the next part of the story. The passage we just read is an acted parable. On one level, it's about a miraculous catch of fish. But in another sense, it's a parable about the kingdom of God. It's, in another sense, it's Jesus showing us a picture of how he wants to work through you to transform his world. And the first thing we see is that the potential is vast. Although they couldn't see it at first, the sea was full of fish, and they end up catching a huge amount of fish. And here the fish represent the world, the lost and hurting world, with the fishermen representing God's people, the church, who go out and catch the fish. And the word Jesus uses to catch fish, it literally means to rescue people into life, to liberate people into a new life. What we're facing in 2020 is a world full of people who don't know the hope that Jesus can bring. And Jesus' answer is the church. It's you and me. And as fishers of people, Jesus calls us to love the world, to serve the world, and to see people set free into new life. In March 2010, in a remote desert called a, a remote desert town in um, northern Australia um, called Lajamanu. A storm hit that town. And in, during that storm, randomly, thousands of fish fell from the sky in the middle of the desert. This is a completely true story. You can look it up later. Um, many of the fish were sort of flapping around, still alive. And it's this really unusual phenomenon. And meteorologists think that a tornado hundreds of miles away picked up thousands, a shoal of fish in this body of water. And in what's called a sort of updraft, I think it's called an updraft, um, those fish were frozen in the sky and then blown, in, in, frozen into a cloud and then blown across this desert. And then the, as the rain came down, the fish came down as well. For two days, fish fell from the sky into the desert. <laughs> it doesn't matter 
where you are, who you are, how young you are, how old you are. Doesn't matter whether you emotionally feel in the desert. Doesn't matter whether you spiritually or financially feel like you're in the desert. It doesn't actually matter if you are in the actual desert. But if God wants you to catch fish, if he wants to work through you, he can make it happen, even if he makes the fish fall from the sky. And the potential is vast because the need is so great. And it's why our vision here is to play our part in the evangelization of the nation, the revitalization of the church, and the transformation of society. Do you know 8.1 million people in London don't go to church? That's why every Sunday we want to make church the best it can possibly be so that you can invite your friends, so that people who've never walked into church before experience an amazingly warm welcome. They feel at home, and they, most importantly, encounter Jesus. It's why we run Alpha. Do you know over 700 people are on Alpha this term, this term alone? One of them has been invited by a friend of ours who every term brings someone else from his office. Um, I'm told that a couple of weeks ago, a new person joined his team. And someone else, who's not a Christian, in the office said to him, watch out, you better keep your Wednesday nights free because you're going to be getting, everyone in this office does alpha. <laughs> Homelessness is increasing in the city. That's why we have a day and night shelter. There's family life breakdown. So we've refilmed the marriage course and they are being premiered around the world this year to help support marriages because we want to see the transformation of society. And in this country, we read every day about crime, mental health issues, mental health issues, poverty, addiction, domestic violence, and we know there is a spiritual hunger in the nation. And so we raise up leaders through St. Melitus College, and we send out church plants every year to see the revitalization of the church in these cities. And that everyone, our hope, our deep hope is that everyone in this country has the opportunity to go to a thriving, loving church where they will encounter the unconditional love of Jesus. These are the things that we are all involved in. People like us do things like this. Through your prayers, through your serving and your giving, we are a church that feels called to run into the issues to run into the problems facing our society, towards the lost and the hurting in this city and point them to Jesus Christ. So the potential is vast, but we can also see that nothing is impossible when you step forward with Jesus. Peter is trying to explain to Jesus, there are just no fish in the sea, we've tried. There are none there. But Jesus says to him, step out. Step out into deeper water. And when they do, they find so many fish that the nets begin to break. Peter discovers that when we take a step further, when we go a bit deeper, when we follow what Jesus has asked us to do, God begins to work. That Jesus can make what seems impossible possible. So what does it mean for you and me to take a step out? What does it mean to just put your net out? For some of us, it might mean taking a step towards Jesus, choosing him and to live your life, his way for your life. For some of you, it might mean joining a team for the first time. 
you've been part of HTB for a while, and you're not involved in a team. And I wonder if today God is saying, just nudging you, maybe you could join this team. For some of us, it might mean just finding out what more you can do, what's another step you can take. Perhaps God's calling you into relying on him a little bit more. Notice Peter doesn't actually want to do what Jesus asked him to do. I know that feeling very well. He doesn't feel like staying out there fishing. He says, Lord, I've, I've tried. I've been doing it all night. You might be thinking, yeah, but I've, I've tried. I'm doing everything I can. I'm busy. Or perhaps you're thinking, no one has asked me directly to do something that I think that I would want to get involved with. Perhaps some of you think that God would actually never ask you or that the vision is so big, what difference could you make? Simon Peter does end up doing the thing that Jesus asked him to do. He puts a net into the water. He had no idea at that point the impact that decision would have. No idea that three years later, he would be talking in front of 3,000 people who become Christians in one moment. He had no idea that 2,000 years later, that decision would lead to 2 billion people who would profess the name of Jesus as Lord in our world. That one action of putting the net into the water would lead to the entire church being established. None of us on our own or in our own strength can do anything really. But you plus Jesus can lead to something quite astonishing. This time last year, I met Amelia. Amelia works in banking during the week, uh, but one of her great passions is meeting people, getting to know people. Amelia's got an incredibly warm smile. When you meet her, she's so friendly and you just feel great being around her. So we invited Amelia to be part of um, our hosting team at this very service. A few weeks later, uh, Alex arrived at HTB and Alex has given me permission to say what happened. He said, I arrived at church quite lost in my life after a breakup which had affected me much worse than I'd expected. And although I'd never been to a church before in my life, a friend suggested that HTB was a place where I could find purpose. You know, the first person that Alex met when he walked into this church was Amelia. Amelia did what she always does. She gave him a warm smile. She introduced herself. She asked him how, his, how he was doing. And Alex began to share some of his story with Amelia. Amelia then continued to welcome him into the church, found him somewhere to sit where he could enjoy the service. At the end of that service, Alex came forward and asked to be prayed for. And he simply said, I'm in. I want this Jesus. You know, that was a hugely significant moment for Alex. But it was also a hugely significant moment for Amelia to see that God could work the impossible in other people's lives through her. You know, that's transformed how Amelia is part of this team. Every Sunday, including this very Sunday and sat on the front row right here, Amelia comes here and expects, as she steps out, she expects God to move. 
And so we believe that everybody has a part to play. As Peter puts the nets down into deep water, we read that they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. We need you. We need each other. If this is gonna work, if we're gonna see this vision, if we're gonna play our part in this vision, we need each other. Everybody has a part to play. You each have a part to play. And it can't be done without you. We're signaling to our partners. <laughs> this is what it means to play a part in the vision of HTB. Everyone praying, everyone giving, and everyone serving. It's actually really easy. Praying, we, we, need, we need everyone praying. We need your prayers. We're totally dependent on the Holy Spirit to do what is happening. All of us, we're totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. That is why we've spent the last week doing a week of prayer. We need your prayers. We need everybody giving. If you consider this your church, we would love you to give financially towards this vision. And we need everybody serving. There is so much to do. There are so many different ways you can be involved. Whether it's the hosting team, or the cafe team, or the children's team, or worship team, or midweek activities, or being a helper on an alpha group, or having a student come to live with you in a spare room in your house for a year, or looking after a child with special needs. We've got an amazing special needs ministry here, but we need one-to-one -one helpers who will look after children with special needs. We need administrators who can help midweek. Come and join in. There is so much to do. Everyone can play a part. Take one step by joining a team, and it's so easy. All you have to do is just go onto the website and click join a team. So easy, and people will get in touch with you. 15 years ago this month, I walked into the doors of this church for the very first time. Um, I was a music student, I was studying to play the drums, and if I'm honest, I was filled with anxiety. I was so anxious about my future. What would I do? How would things work? Could I make anything of my life? And on that first Sunday here, I uh, met someone who found out that I uh, was a musician. They introduced me to someone in the worship team who then asked me to go for a coffee uh, during that week. Well, that coffee turned out to be an audition for the worship team, and I found myself the following Sunday on stage playing drums in the band here. You know, at first, I thought being part of that team was just plugging a gap. But I soon realized that actually it was a hugely significant thing for me, where I was the one receiving all the blessings. Because through that team, I found friendships. You know, one of the first people I met on that team has been my closest friend for the last 15 years and was the best man at our wedding. Through that team, I found belonging. Because previously, church had been just something that you could attend. But for me, then, it became a family. That team prayed for me. They supported me. They helped me through the tough times. But I also, through that team, developed new skills. I became a better musician. I learned new things. I, I got the opportunity to learn how to then develop and mentor younger musicians too. Serving is the answer to isolation. It's where we can find friendships. Serving is the answer to belonging. It's where we can belong to a family. 
Serving is the answer to finding purpose and direction in what is often quite a confusing world. And we would love everyone to be involved, included, and empowered to serve here. In October 2007, a guy called Alex Wood moved to London and started working at the BBC. He was an agnostic and just happened to move into a flat with someone who was a Christian who came to HTB. And that guy, his flatmate, encouraged him to come on Alpha. And after a lot of persuading, um, Alex did Alpha and he became a Christian. He joined a connect group and he joined a team. And then he started leading a connect group, started leading a team. And then he went on the first church plant that HTB did out of London to St. Peter's Brighton. And then he felt called to ordination. And then he himself led a church plant to Portsmouth. This was all in the space of a few years. Now, Ben and I had the unbelievable privilege of going on this church plant to Portsmouth with Alex and Liz Wood. And 15 of us moved there. And honestly, we were just a bunch of sort of raggle-taggle odd bods and misfits. Um, and uh, most of the team were young people who moved there, um, left, left everything of their life, moved to Portsmouth and got a job at McDonald's so that they could help be on this team to plant this church. Now, with very little money and a lot of prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, that church grew from 15 people three years ago to last week, they had 600 people on three sites at five different services. Now that is an astonishing catch of fish. One Sunday whilst we were there, um, a girl called Hannah, who was 18 years old, walked into the church. She'd never been into a church before in her life. She had had a difficult upbringing and she was, she said, she was just like, oh, can I come in? Because I've got tattoos and piercings. And we were just like, yeah, of course you can come in. The cafe team had been setting up for an hour and they gave her a coffee. The best coffee in Portsmouth that day. The welcome team, someone on the welcome team met her, said hello, smiled at her, asked her name and took her to a seat. As the worship started, the worship team, all they'd done that morning was a rehearsal. They'd come in a bit early and done a rehearsal. But as the worship started, she just started to look a bit funny. And I turned to her and I said, are you, are you all right? Is everything okay? And she just said, I, I, I feel really, I feel something. And suddenly the tears just streamed down her face. And she said to me, what's happening? What's happening to me? As the tears poured down her face. And I got to tell her that she was meeting with Jesus and that Jesus loved her. And I saw with my own eyes someone encounter Jesus. She started coming regularly to church. She brought her friends. She brought her colleagues. She brought her mum. She said to me, I felt like I was searching for something my whole life. And now I've found what feels like home. I feel deeply loved for the first time in my life. What would have happened to me if it wasn't for this church? The worship team 
had no idea that as they were leading worship, Hannah's life was changing. The cafe team had no idea that that coffee that was made and put into her hand would be so significant. Alex had no idea when he said, yeah, I'll do a church plant in Portsmouth. He had no idea of the impact that he would have, that that church would have on Hannah's life. And the friend of Alex, his flatmate, had no idea of the impact that he would have on a city because of just one invitation to Alpha. And you have no idea of the impact that you can have from taking a step to join a team, to ask someone on Alpha, to pray for someone, to serve them a coffee, to join the children's team, welcome a child in. You have no idea of the impact, the astonishing impact that you plus Jesus can have on this world. You know, after seeing the amazing, miraculous catch of fish, we read that everyone who was there left everything and followed Jesus. And the astonishing thing is that Jesus never asks you, he's not gonna ask you today to do anything that he hasn't done for you first. Because Jesus, the King of heaven, he left his heavenly home and his heavenly throne and he came to this earth for you and I. And he served us, he served each and every one of us to the point of death on a cross. And knowing that can give us the courage, the strength, and the purpose that together we might see an astonishing move of God through this church, in this city, and in this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.